Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. I'm a huge child, if you will, literary child of Toni Morrison mm-hmm. and the way in which she unapologetically told the stories that she wanted to tell. Welcome back to Finding the Throughline in my interview with Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggets. If this is the first you're hearing of Tracy, go back two episodes ago and hear her full bio. She is a very accomplished author, freelance writer, speaker. She's a great follow on Instagram. I'm going to share all her details in the show notes, which you can find at katehanley.substack.com. And then once you hear her amazing bio, keep listening to find out the practical things that help her do her work, as well as the inner stuff we covered in our most recent episode. Today, we're going to find out what's currently brewing for Tracy and what she knows at this moment about where her personal through line is leading her next. So Tracy, what kinds of things are currently catching your ear or making your eyes light up? Maybe it's something that you're just noticing that you're becoming interested in, or maybe it's something that's been with you for a while, but it's on the new side. Hmm. I think what's New is actually just an extension, a furthering of an expansion of the work that I'd begun around joy, exploring joy, especially for those who are considered marginalized, whose joy has to live within boxes, within certain contexts. And so I'm really excited about in the fall of 2024, I have the Black Joy playbook which is coming out on Ink and Willow, Penguin Random House. And it's a collection, but it's mostly a journal where folks can sort of do their own joy work. They can, yes, read my stories, but also answer questions and do activities to allow them to explore what joy looks like for them and their bodies, how to access joy, how to live with intention when it comes to joy, how to have joy or hold joy in the midst of grief and rage, which I think is incredibly important right now. And so that journal slash collection comes out next year. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm also very much excited about expanding my work into film and television. So we are working on several projects that will take Black Joy into film and TV. And so I think those two things just off the top of my head and and just in general, thinking about how we heal and how joy is or the ability to access joy is such an integral part of how we can heal and move forward, especially in a world that feels very chaotic and very painful for a lot of people. And so 
I think everything that I do going forward will have that element to it, but just be an expansion. So all of the, you know, I have a Christmas movie because I'm totally a Christmas movie person. Nice. So I have a Christmas movie idea. I have all of these ideas, but at their core, the stories that I'm telling are about how do we find joy in the midst of and how Mm -hmm. do we hold on to our joy, retain our joy, reclaim our joy, whatever word you want to use. So that other things like love and peace and ambition and all those things can flourish. So everything that I think I do going forward would be an expansion of this new discovery that I've had over the last few years or so. I I shouldn't say new discovery, but this rediscovery of joy, how my ancestors found joy and how the next generation can find joy. So. Mm. I think that's so cool because, you know, in your answers to previous questions, it's clear that variety is important to you, right? Like being able to pivot and not being limited to form or media. And so it's the same kernel, (laughs) (laughs) but the variety is coming from the like welcoming your readers into the experience, the work and the really personal way for them through the workbook. And then like, Christmas movies, which makes people so, so happy. That's really cool. I just, I feel like that's, I mean, I kind of hop around between subjects. So I'm forming some connections in my mind here about how even one subject can have infinite variety of manifestations. That's super cool. So who are some of your role models, whether they're creative role models or just role models for living a great life? Like, who are you looking to for inspiration? Hmm. I think there's two that come to mind now. One is one I call a literary ancestor. I'm a huge child, if you will, literary child of Toni Morrison mm-hmm. and the way in which she unapologetically told the stories that she wanted to tell. Without concern, she calls it the white gaze. I would say the white gaze, the church gaze, the anything that is kind of standing over you and influencing how you tell your story. She was very powerful in that she told them how she felt them, how they came to her, how these characters came to her. And I admire that oh so much. It's a model for me in terms of how I approach all my work. I'm not quite there yet, of course, because Toni Morrison is the godmother. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so. mm-hmm. But I, I deeply respect and, and admire and am inspired by and infer, affirmed by her work and her writing. And then I think the, the other person is a 12-year-old little girl, my daughter. And I think what for life what she teaches me is how to be free. Mm -hmm. There is a level of liberation and freedom that she has that I, I couldn't imagine having at her age. And so it's almost like the little 12 year old inside of me gets to see something different in her as she moves and sings and dances and whips and and really in her body doesn't have sort of the same hangups or or traumas 
it is um, healing for me. And so every day I watch her grow and I, I, and I even watch her now as she's sort of becoming a tween and having her own tween challenges. <laughs> even in navigating those, there's a bit of uh, bittersweet healing that happens for me, but also gives me strength to be able to kind of move with that freedom, to kind of borrow some of her freedom, borrow some of her liberating way of moving through the world which is scary for me as a black mom because I know that not everybody will receive that for what it is with her, but I want her to have as much time with it as she can because there'll be plenty of time for her to experience the other side of that. So between Toni Morrison and my daughter, I don't think I can get, (laughs) I don't think I can get, I can do worse. (laughs) Those are really beautiful. I love the way you were talking about motherhood and just being privy, just being such a close witness to our children growing up can do for a person. What a personal development seminar and (laughs) among many other things. Thanks for sharing that. The habits you do every day have a much bigger impact on your health than the things you do every once in a while. That's why I decided to start using a water filter at home so that the water we drink and cook with every day has as few contaminants in it as possible. Because unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. I love the AquaTrue Countertop Reverse Osmosis Water Purifier. It requires no plumbing. You just plug it in and fill up the tank with tap water, and 15 minutes later, you have a beautiful pitcher of great-tasting pure water. I drink it on its own or use it to make tea, and I even cook with it. And now you can visit AquaTrue.com and enter code Kate at checkout for 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier. AquaTrue's purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, arsenic, and forever chemicals. Best of all, just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, saving you money and the environment tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Kate at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code K-A-T-E. Tracy, are there any changes that maybe you haven't made yet or any shifts or tweaks, you know, whatever the scale is, something that you are getting the sense that needs to adjust somehow? Yikes. Because, I mean, I am the first to say that I'm a work in progress. And so all the things that I've said, even to you today, has that as a caveat, right? Like a little <laughs> asterisk that says, well, not all the time. <laughs> you know? So I think for me, this may seem maybe a, a bit sophomoric or a cliche, but I need to move more. <laughs> I like I said I started like walking daily but I feel like 
there's something connected to me moving even more than that, like to really aching my body, this return to the body that I'm having just in general. I need more of that. I think there's something really great and good on the other side of me taking that more seriously. And so, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things I love about writing, but I don't love how sedentary it is on top of just how important movement is as part of life and to the creative <laughs> process. But like, we also have some, some realities that we have to counter. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your just grooviest, most delightful idea about the future? Like, what would just delight you if it came to pass? Ooh. <laughs> Seeing my stories on the big screen, winning a Pulitzer. I mean, you said Mm -hmm. big. Yeah. (laughs) I said delightful. Yes, delightful. That would make me so happy. (laughs) Seeing, I mean, on the other side of sort of this big kind of name and lights, things like the Pulitzer and the movies and that, I think the opposite side of that is really knowing that people have been changed and moved by my work. Because for me, that's a defining legacy. It's why I'm on earth. So I would be so overwhelmed with joy and delight to really be able to know. I don't think I can know yet now, but I sometime in the future to be like Tony Morrison, and look back over my life, right? And be able to say and see people who are the next generation who have been influenced and moved by the stories that I've told, that would just be it for me. (laughs) So yes, there's the big, you know, immediate kind of things, name and lights kind of things that would make me happy. But I think at the end of the day, legacy matters the most for me. Yeah. Legacy of joy. I love it. Yes. All right, time for our fast five. You ready? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I don't think I'm going to make you think too hard. Okay. What is the last book or show? I mean, if you have one of each, by all means, we're always looking for recommendations for both. But really, it's an either question that you stayed up too late reading or watching because you just couldn't stop. Mm. I'm totally into Black Cake. That's a television show on Hulu based off the book, Black Cake, which has been, I read the book a while mm-hmm. ago and watching the show, I'm totally invested, totally in, have all of the critiques, but also the like wonderful things about this show, like at the ready at my tongue. So definitely that. Um, and book wise, I'm actually currently moving through this one. It's a big book, but I've been listening. Um, I'm doing the audio book with the book One Blood by Deneen Milner, which is sort of this epic, multi-generational tale about a woman who gives her child up for adoption or has her child taken from her and put up for adoption though the family, the woman that adopted her and then the child itself, uh, herself. And so 
that, mm. that really, really beautifully written. Like there are books that I think I stay up because the story is just so, I'm like, I'm in it. Like I'm invested in the characters. And then there are, there are books that I are just so deliciously written that are so beautiful. The words on the page just have to see the next sentence because it's so well done. And then there are books that do both. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a book that does both. So oh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in it. <laughs> awesome. Does it have a historical component by chance? It does. I wouldn't consider it historical fiction, but because that over these three kind of time periods, you definitely have that infused set in the South. Well, actually, part of it, the very beginning is in the South, then it comes to New York. And so, yeah, there's like all of these experiences of Black people in the South and Black people in Brooklyn and sort of the great migration and how those migrations happen sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. And so this is beautifully done. I've known Deneen for a while. I used to write for her blog, My Brown Baby, back 10, 12 years ago. But this is her first novel. She's also a, a really prominent ghostwriter, collaborator. But this is her first novel. And it is beautifully done. Mm. So. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to check that out. Thank you. I often ask people what their morning beverage of choice is, but you already told us that you have a herbal latte every morning that your husband makes. So in place of that question, I want to ask you, what's your like go-to snack? You're a little hungry. What are you going to grab? I'm so terrible because I don't snack. Oh, maybe that, I don't know. Is that terrible? That might- I know it's, it is terrible because I probably... I go long periods of time without eating. And then when I do eat, I black out and eat everything. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should be snacking. So I don't really have a snack. I mean, I have like sweets that I like, like I'm an Oreo cookie girl. So I love that, but I don't have, like I don't snack throughout the day that often. So I don't really have, I know that doesn't really help. No. Well, I mean, I think that, it is a perfectly valid answer in that you don't have a go-to snack. And I think that that's, that's interesting because I feel like snacking is a part of my writing process. It's like, oh, I wrote five words. I need to go to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What song or kind of music do you listen to when you need to pick me up? Oh, so just a general pick me up. Okay. Because I can't listen to music with lyrics while I'm writing. But if I just need like a break, then I'm I'm hitting hip hop. I'm a hip hop mm-hmm. girl. And I'm I'm hitting late 80s, early 90s hip hop. <laughs> so hip hop from, you know, my own teen and early adulthood, that era, mm-hmm. definitely hitting hip hop for anything to upbeat. I love the specificity of that, especially hip hop just celebrated its 50th year. So it's like a, it's a vast body of work. So Absolutely. thank you for helping us hone that down. Do you have a favorite either month or day of the week? Like what, just what is like a perfect time for you? Hmm, That's a cool question. Day of the week, I'd probably say Sunday. I love the idea of a a Sabbath, Mm -hmm. of a a reboot 
of a time of rest and preparation for the next week. So if I had a day, it would be that month. I'm a summer baby. <laughs> so July, probably. I'm a July baby. So I think a couple of things, summertime, beaches, I'm a water person, all those things. But also I think July is a really good kind of check-in month. It's halfway through the year. You know, you're moving into the second half of the year and sort of evaluating where you are, your goals, what you want to do. It's a good time to do that also. So, And if somebody said they would either make or procure in some way your favorite meal, whatever you wanted, kind of like maybe we do this with our kids on their birthday. Like, what do you want for dinner? And it's your call. What would your call be? So much. I like all I love Banquet. all the food, everything. No, I mean at the top of my head is one of my favorite foods is I love Indian food. So a salmon or shrimp tikka masala, you know, with naan or puri bread with a mango lassi, some rice, the chutney, you know, all of that. Like I think that's what's on top of my brain, but it also could be Mexican. It also could be <laughs> Thai. <laughs> so I think, you know, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that concludes our questions, except for this final one, which is, is there anything you want people to know about, or if they want to connect with you, where should they come? Like, They can reach me on my website at tracymlewis.com. And then on my social medias, most places is TMLG Writer. So those, I mean, that I consider my website the portal to everything else. So if you want to know what I'm writing or what my books are or buy a book or where I was last published or whatever, tracymlewis.com is the spot. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you're doing. This podcast is, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that on a loop and I'm just going to like make it into a button. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, remember, listeners, you can upgrade to a paid subscription at my Substack at katehanley.substack.com. And that way you get early access to these interviews and you get them in one unedited ad-free episode. Plus, you get access to some pretty cool perks like a live monthly Finding the Throughline Zoom call, where we do some writing together in real time about something that's equal parts writing seminar, group coaching, and communal self-reflection, if that is a thing. Finding the Throughline airs one interview per week, broken up into three episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for free. Skip the ads and get each interview in one longer episode by becoming a paid subscriber at katehanley.substack.com. Even if you aren't ready to get out your wallet just yet, become a free subscriber at katehanley.substack.com and receive the full show notes with links to everything my guests and I cover. However you listen, thank you. Finding the Throughline is edited by Sound Advice Strategies. Connect with me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. And come back next Monday when I'm having a conversation about the creative process with an entirely new person. 
Until then, wishing you a great weekend.